What's up, guys? So it's your boy Naji. Uh, if the audio sounds a little weird, it's because my mic is a little messed up right now. So I have to record on like the regular computer audio. But this is just a quick disclaimer. Uh, Hunter and I recorded this episode the day before the draft. It's like a little bit over a week ago. But we had some trouble getting it up, but we didn't want to let it go to waste, so we're still going to post it anyway. Uh, new episodes coming every Friday. We have decided on the Thursday schedule. And uh, yeah, in this episode, you'll hear how wrong we were on a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, uh, we I was hell-bent on Ibaka going to the Nets. Ended up he went to the Clippers. Whatever, Ibaka. We didn't need you anyway. And uh, we were wrong about Gallo going to the Heat or the Lakers. He ended up going to the Hawks. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sure we were wrong about plenty of other things, but those are the two that come to my mind. So uh, just sit back, relax, and listen to how dumb we are. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams. And I'm Hunter Jacobs. And you're listening to the Hoop Ball Nets podcast. I just realized we have the same like cadence in every <laughs> every intro. It's always like, oh, Najee Adams, and you're like, and hey, nah, I'm Hunter Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome back to the Hoop Ball Nets podcast. Um, you got. I feel like we say this every episode, but you, y'all were probably wondering where we were. We we got we got way off track. Things things went bad real quick. Things went, things went, things went left real quick. Um, when I, I, I don't want to make excuses, but our schedules are are very, very, very wild right now. But uh, it was time to sit down and record an episode of the Hoop Ball Nets podcast, and we are back. Um, throughout the, uh, we're, we're trying to to lock down like a consistent schedule that would work for us every single week so we're like trying to find what day is the least hectic for both of us every week right now it's looking like it's gonna be every thursday which would mean the episode would drop every friday right yeah every friday and so that's what we're leaning towards right now but nothing's set in stone but we are we are trying so in the time that we've been gone Things have things have just been insane for the Nets. But before we get into all of that, make sure you subscribe to the Hoopball Nets podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify. Leave a five-star rating and review because all reviews are getting read on the podcast. Uh, it does so much for us when you leave a review. It only takes you like 10 seconds, 20 seconds. But it does a world of good for us. So make sure to do that. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at HoopBallNets. You can follow me at NajiAdams underscore. Hunter is at Hunter underscore JKR on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, if you want to keep up with what we're doing. Did you see Twitter has stories now? Yes. So, yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to be very useful. But. I, I just don't know if I would put something on my Twitter story before I put it on my Instagram story, you know? Like, I, <laughs> I'm not going to, like, go back and forth posting the same thing over and <laughs> over. <laughs> over and over on both websites so i just don't know when i'll use it but yeah twitter has stories now so follow us on twitter to keep up with what we're doing um oh me personally uh 
go on iTunes and uh, I have a new podcast. It's called the Run It Up Podcast. You can find it on Spotify and on iTunes. Um, we're not, we're not, uh, we don't have enough uh, traction yet for you to just search up Run It Up Podcast and it come up. But search up Blue Wire Hustle. That's H U S T E L, and it'll come up. Run It Up Podcast with Najee Adams. I talk about sports. Uh, pop culture, music, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, so if you rock with me, go check out my new podcast. Boom. So we're back. Like I said, while we were gone, the Nets were in all types of mayhem. Uh, did you see Kenny Atkinson? Did he, he's on the Clippers coaching staff, right? Yes. Well, that is the first thing we should talk about because we haven't done an episode since Steve Nash was their coach. Yeah, Steve, things have just been wild. But yeah, yeah. Um, Kenny Atkinson is uh, with the Kenny Atkinson is with the uh, the Clippers as their assistant coach to Tyron Lue. Um, Doc Rivers is now with the 76ers. Does that make them any better? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, personally, personally, I'm not a big fan of Doc Rivers' coaching style. I mean, it could be completely unrelated. But the fact that his teams have been so susceptible to blowing leads when having control over the series. Hasn't he blown the most 3-1 leads of any coach ever? And he's also (laughs) blown some 3-2 leads, which makes me believe that he's not the proper coach to keep them motivated and having the right mindset all the time. Now, that could be completely wrong and, and just an assumption, but I mean... (laughs) Look at a team like the Heat. Spolstra always has his guys zeroed in, playing their best game. It looked out there at the end like the Clippers didn't even want to play. And the same can be said for his old Lob City teams. Like, when it mattered, Blake Griffin and Chris Paul were just not playing at the height of their game. Now it could be more the players and less him. But we've already seen that the Sixers are not the most motivated team all the time. So I just don't think it's the right fit personally. And not only did they uh, get uh, Doc Rivers, but they also got, um, dang, why am I blanking on his name right now? The old Rockets owner. Oh, Daryl Morey. Boom. I'm like, what is this man's name? Yes. They got Daryl Morey (laughs) and uh a lot of people think that he's about to try and ship out Ben Simmons as soon as possible because we know uh, he's a big analytics guy and he's a big shooting guy. And uh, Ben Simmons is uh, probably his worst nightmare at point guard. But uh, maybe since he saw things didn't work out with the Rockets, he's going to try and switch up his uh, his philosophy on things. But we'll see. Um, as it pertains to the Nets, though, they've been they, they actually have made a move. Uh They've been in the center of making many proposed moves, but the only move that they've made so far is acquiring Bruce Brown Jr. from the Pistons. But yeah, Bruce Brown is uh, is now a member of the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets traded our guy, uh, Jean-Anne Musa, and a second round pick in 2021? Or is it 2022? Well, personally... I think it's a great move. Um, Bruce Brown's a tough, gritty defender, can knock down the three ball. Musa had a lot more bad than good moments with the Nets, not going to lie. 
he he was pretty underwhelming. So uh, giving him a new a new uh, a change of scenery might benefit his game. I think Brown will be a solid like lower end of the bench role player with the stacked Nets roster. You know, I I think that was a a great move, a great pickup for the uh, for the Nets because. I feel like uh, Jana Musa wasn't really going to find his way into the rotation. You know, like he was more of a, a, a developmental project. And I think that that time for the Nets is far, far, far gone, long gone. Uh, it's it's all about win now with the Nets, especially this season. And so if Jeanan wasn't going to touch the lineup or the rotation, you might as well trade him for someone that is, especially when you get to keep a first round pick. Uh, they, their 2021 second round pick that... I'm sure the Nets had no issues giving that one up, especially for a guy like Bruce Brown, who is definitely going to be a, a a good part of their rotation. Um, Bruce Brown's only 23 years old. It, last year was his sophomore year in the league, so this year, upcoming with the Nets, will be his uh, junior year, his third year in the league. Last year, he averaged, he played 28.2 minutes per game for the Pistons. He averaged 8.9 points, 4.7 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, 1.1 steals per game, and he shot 34.4% from the uh, from the three-point line. So that's a that's a good shooter right there, especially one to play in the Nets rotation. And uh, yeah, I think it was a good move for them. It was a small move, like when you have teams out here, uh, like the Lakers and the the Bucks, who's making, and even the Suns, I guess, who are making big, big, big moves. Um, a lot of people want the Nets to you know make their big splash, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But uh, they started out with something light, something something small, something simple that will overall strengthen the their rotation and make them a better team. And I like it for them. Um, <clears throat> this is basically what everyone uh, has been waiting for. The uh, the man that is rumored to be almost I don't know. I've gone from seeing it's virtually done to it's a lock to it's no tractions being gained to Harden doesn't want to go to the Nets to, like, I don't know what is exactly going on in those talks between the Nets and the uh, and the Rockets, but it seems like the Rockets want to want to start burning the house down. They traded uh, Robert Covington last night for two first-round picks to the Trailblazers. Uh, I think to get two first-round picks for Robert Covington is already pretty good, to be honest considering they only gave up one first round pick to get him, but they also gave up Clint Capella. So, you know, there's that, but, um, yeah, they, they got Rob, Rob O Covington. <laughs> they got, they got Robert Covington up out of there. Um, I don't see why you would trade him unless you were trying to, you know, start some well, sort of rebuilding phase. It's a lock that Westbrook's moving. Honestly, it's, it's, not a lock where obviously they've said they've discussed with the wizards with the, the knicks there, there's a whole bunch of teams that will look into getting westbrook just like there's a whole lot of teams apparently the celtics have now jumped in on harden as well a whole bunch of teams that will look into getting Harden. the rockets are not gonna have they're gonna do pretty much what the thunder did when they shipped out Paul George and Westbrook. They're going to look to get a whole bunch of first-round picks, young talent, still have a team that they believe will will compete for maybe an eighth-seed spot, and they're going to be built for the future. But I 
I don't know that the deal with the Nets is done because I also saw today that the Rockets want Kyrie or KD involved in a deal. And now I don't know do you think, any do you man. Think it's possible? Do you think it's possible that they would ever give up Kyrie? Okay. Because they're not giving up KD. That's a fact. So, so I'll get to that in a minute, but I want it to, I'm going to counter your question with a question because you talked about, we, we like went over the Wizards thing really quick in Westbrook. Do you, would you, if you were the Wizards, would you rather have John Wall or Russell Westbrook? Cause I'd rather have John Wall. <laughs> no, I'd rather have Westbrook easy, but I would, I knew you'd say I would that. rather, I'd rather I not make that you move at all that. if you're trading Bradley Beal. If you're trading Bradley Beal, then I, I don't see a point regardless. The thing is, if I'm because then what are you what are you doing that for? The Rockets want like they don't want to just do a straight up swap. Like if we were just straight up swapping, cool, whatever. But they want like draft picks plus John Wall. I'm not doing that. John Wall is 30. Westbrook is 32. They're they're a similar type archetype of player. Um, the Wizards were contending when John Wall and Bradley Beal were both healthy like two years ago, and now uh, I think John Wall understands and would be willing to take the uh the the secondary role to Bradley Beal's superstarness, superstardom. I don't think Westbrook would be willing to do the same. I think he would still want to chuck up. He already said that. He wants to go back to his role on the Thunder, which was basically chucking 30 shots, getting a triple double and getting bounced in the first round of the playoffs. So, I don't I don't think that he would be willing to, you know, defer to Bradley Beal, and I think that's what the Wizards uh need to do as a team because if they lose Bradley Beal they might as well completely just drop out of the league because they're not getting anybody anytime soon and uh I think Westbrook would uh would would push Bradley Beal away whereas John Wall would keep him there well what like I mean now that makes sense saying what if they do that and then ship out Bradley Beal because Westbrook wants to have that role what if they're willing to give him that role but what do you get? You'd have to get a haul for Bradley Beal for for me to be, for me to be okay with that. Because what are you? What yeah, are you but, doing? So that's that's they let Westbrook get all his stats and whatever with a bad team around him. Because for Bradley Beal, they can get young developing players and picks. Are they trading Bradley Beal to the Rockets, or just another team? No. No, another team. Let's say they trade him to the Heat and you get back non-hero and three picks. I just don't think the Nets are... I don't think that the Heat would ever be willing to give up Tyler Hero. He's probably the most popular uh, player on their team, which is crazy. Yeah, but <laughs> if you're getting if you're getting Bradley Beal, then can you deny that? I don't know. I've heard people say that Tyler Hero can be better than Bradley Beal, which is insane. There's... <laughs> Like, Bradley Beal was averaging 30 last year. Remember when Bradley Beal was his age, people never would have said he would be averaging 30, so. I mean, I guess, but I don't think that Tyler Hero is going to be no Bradley Beal. Like, I think that we're all a little gassed on Tyler Hero after the playoffs. If, let's... I mean, yeah, it's it's obvious that him, Jamal Murray, and TJ Warren are the three people that are going to have the biggest boost in, in – uh, popularity because of the bubble because they played out of their mind but i don't think dj one was playing like jordan yeah i don't think any of them are are elite level players 
I think Tyler Harrell has all-star potential. No, I definitely think he has all-star potential. But if Brad, on a scale from 1 to 100, if Bradley Beal is a 96, 90, uh, 92, I think Tyler Harrell is a max. Probably like 90. Probably like 89, 90. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I don't quite just, see him. It, it depends on what you're looking for. Like, neither of them are great defensive players. Beal's just a more complete offensive player, and Hero is the sharpshooter. You're right. You're right. You're right. Wait, wait. I come. That's what you're looking for. What What were you asking? Oh, would Would I give up Kyrie? Back to your original question. Would I give up Kyrie for Harden? Absolutely not. If it was a straight up swap, one for one, sure. Why not? But what I if I have to include absolutely anything with Kyrie, no way. I just don't think that the drop off between Harden and Kyrie is that big. I don't. I don't know if the money works out, but just like a random, random thing. If the offer was Kyrie and Lavert for Harden and PJ Tucker, do you take it? Nah, come on, uh, Kyrie and Lavert for Harden and PJ Tucker. I don't think I do. I, I really don't think I do. PJ Tucker it will be out of the league in three years, and. Harden and Kyrie are basically the same type of player. Like you're running the Wrong. same. You're no, running. That, that's just not right. You're now, running. I don't know that I would take it either, because Lavert's way better than PJ Tucker. But Harden is a lot better than Kyrie. It's no, not he's not. He's not a lot better. Harden, Harden is is a lot better than. Kyrie. If Harden is the seventh best player in the league, Kyrie is the tenth. Like they're not that far apart. Okay. 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 Harden is is at worst six probably, but if oh who's better, God. Kyrie or Damian Lillard? Just just sidebar. Because uh, that that's that's a big determining factor on if Kyrie's even a top ten player. Damian Lillard probably. Yeah, Kyrie's not a top ten player. Um, okay, then he's eleven. What do you do? The the, the gap still isn't that big. But it's big enough. To compete with LeBron and AD, rather than wait, what are you saying to me? No, it is not. The, They're it's, more that's equipped not... to win a chip with the starting lineup of Dinwiddie, Harden, KD, whatever their power forward and center are going to be. Allen at center, probably running Torian Prince, unless they get Ibaka or move KD and start Joe Harris if they re-sign him. They... Whatever they decide to do. But that's better than if they have to start Kyrie, Lover, KD, blah, 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 to me. So all of the last du- season. Basically, I'm saying the duo of Dinwiddie and Harden is a better starting duo than Kyrie and Lover in the back. No, it's not. So all last season, we're saying the Nets are going to be super nice next year because they'll have all of these assets, KD, Kyrie, boom. Now, all of a sudden. They're better with Harden instead. They're going to do the same thing. Like, they're both going to ISO. They're both going to get six assists a game. Why am I giving up Karis LeVert for a player that's going to do the exact same thing at a slightly higher level? That makes no sense to me. Neither one of them play defense. They both dribble the air out of the ball. They both are good at finishing, get to the line, shoot the three so, ball well. So, 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 I asked you. Have Harden and KD played together before? 
Uh, yeah, back when they were both, well, back when Harden was a sixth man. <laughs> yes, uh, he was still good. He just didn't have the role. Um, now, Harden and Westbrook also played together, and uh, they they looked pretty good playing together this season. They, Did they not? They just, both of them are requesting trades to get away from each other. It couldn't have worked out well. I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with each other, personally. I just think they know they're not going to win. Westbrook said that but, he didn't like the culture of the team. <laughs> Harden is the culture of the team. The whole team is the culture. Um, primarily so, created by Harden. But, hey, you're going to talk about culture? Who is the king of the culture crushing? Okay, so that that doesn't mean the anything. Absolute king of crushing any franchise's culture. Who is it? You're gonna say it's Kyrie, but the the difference here is these two men in KD and Kyrie literally have been talking about teaming up together for over a year. Why in a God's earth would they then go ahead and trade him? For James Harden, who is not that much will. better. I don't think they will, and I don't know that they should. I'm just saying that I, I believe if it was a clean swap that they're better off with the Harden side. If it was a clean if it was a clean swap, sure. If it was a clean swap, why not? Because Harden is better. But if I have to give up anything else, if I have to give up a second round pick, I'm not doing it. That's just, that, that's not right. That is that is wrong. But um, I, I will say that the package of let's go to the actual trade. Do you think it's worth it for them to give up Dinwiddie, Lavert, Prince, Allen, and two to three picks, all for Harden? Dinwiddie, Lavert, Prince. Yes, I would do that. And it's I think that might be the first trade that you've ever said to me that I said yes that included Karis Lavert. But yes, I would do that. I mean, like at the so end of the day, so their starting lineup essentially because you're you, you have predicted they get Ibaka, but uh, they're a hundred percent. They're a hundred percent going to get Ibaka. But let's say they don't. Let's say it's the just the roster they got. So their starting lineup then is um, Kyrie Harden, KD. I guess. All right, stop the right there. Stop right there. Who? That, that's game. Jordan at the five. That's game. Kyrie, Harden, KD. I don't. You could have me and you at the four and the five. They win in every game. Kyrie, Harden. I mean, Kyrie, Harden, KD, Najee, Hunter. Boom. Okay. Hunter okay. playing the do five, realize, getting one board a game, do, and we still you, blowing people do you up. Realize? Do you realize that two of those players are mismatches? Yeah, me and you. Yeah, okay, so four of those players are mismatches. <laughs> <laughs> like, like people can scheme to go at Kyrie like they targeted Kemba with the Celtics. Like 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 they targeted Duncan Robinson. The like, difference why is why do you think the Bucks just did what they did? You realize the Bucks ha- have the recipe to stop that team? Do you realize that the difference between they go at Duncan Robinson like that because he can't help himself? Like Wait, the, you're you're aware that those three do not significantly keyword significantly outmatch Drew, Chris Middleton, and Giannis, right? 
Okay, so let's break that down. The they have literally the three out of the six best players. Out of those six, they have the top three. <laughs> Hard. Well, what? 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 Gian- Giannis is the second best player there. Stop that. You're okay. Fine. Then Stop they that. they have Stop four that. of the four of three of the four. Like fine. K- yes. KD and also is better than Giannis. And yes, and I believe that they will. They will play pretty even with each other in a series. Whoever Harden is better than who's their second best player? Chris Middleton or Drew Chris Holiday? Middleton. Chris Harden. Middleton is who's matched up with with Harden. Harden is probably ten times better than Chris Middleton. And then Drew okay. Holiday and Middleton Kyrie doesn't get credit, but Harden is way better. But but you're missing the main factor that their lineup has that the Nets doesn't. Defense. They lock up one to five. The Nets can get targeted. So, so what happens? Because... What happens? So what happens when they get Ibaka and they have KD, Ibaka, and DeAndre Jordan? Three, oh, wow. three, three great because, defensive players. Because, because Ibaka, you know, at the four has worked out in the past, right? He's good at rim protecting. That's about it. But he's, he's a center now. He's not a power forward. He can shoot the three ball. Therefore, he will play the four. It doesn't work. He's bad at the four. Has he Ibaka... He was at the low point of his career. Has it? It's gonna work with Kevin Durant. A lot of things work with Kevin Durant when you uh that that don't work on other teams. He played with Kevin Durant. Not this iteration of Serge Ibaka. It's just I think you're underestimating. I think you're that overestimating the Bucks. Drew Holiday locks up. The Kyrie Bucks won't have it. Got easy. absolutely fleeced. They got fleeced in every sense of the word. Let, let's. Um, they lost that deal because they gave up too much. That is correct. The, they gave up the but, same amount of picks that the Lakers gave up for Anthony Davis. We just want a chip. Anthony Davis is a top five player. Drew Holiday isn't even a top five point guard. What? He's, not, he's not a point guard. Drew Holiday's not even oh, a top a top uh, he, he, he might be top five shooting guard. He's not a top three shooting guard. Is he yes, not you're right. who, who's gonna play point guard? He's is he not gonna play point guard for them? He will probably start at the one, but you know Giannis will bring up the ball. So he's going to be their point he's guard. He's going to guard the point guards. Yeah, but he's not a point guard. He was so starting at he's going to be their second. point guard, buddy. He's going to be their point guard. He was a point guard on the Sixers. Listen. And, think... uh, he, he averages six plus assists a game every year, so I don't know what you want from him. But he That's great. That's cool and all, but that's not beating the, that's not beating the Nets. I don't. That, that's great. They they still. Brook Lopez. Okay, so you're telling me DeAndre Jordan's checking Brook Lopez at deep three? Come on now, bro. With Drew Hot, with another star on the Come team, on Brook Lopez not touching the ball as much as he did before. Come on now, he'll Brooke, be a deep three waiting for you. Brook Lopez to taking out. two shots a game, my boy. Brook Lopez is taking two shots per game, and bro, when you when you really and then and then you're forgetting Bogdanovich. That was a good pickup. See, I'll give them that one. That was a good pick. They got they're five deep right now. The Nets are three deep if they do that deal. Three deep. I'll give them. Okay, even if they stay two deep, they're still the better team. <laughs> like, 
okay, if they keep their roster right now how it is, they might be more equipped to play the books because the defensive versatility with Jared Allen rather than DeAndre Jordan makes a difference. It does. I just don't. I just feel like that team when, when also, you also if you're if you're the Rockets, what package is more appealing to you? Dinwiddie, Lavert, Allen, and three picks, or Kemba, Hayward, Langford, and five picks. What are the picks? The three first rounds they have this year and two future first. Unprotected. I'm taking the Nets. Gordon Hayward is is as close to washed as you can be. Uh, who else did you say? I I don't I don't know that, that Kemba. Is you said Kemba. Yes. I don't I don't want Kemba. Kemba and Westbrook gonna be real nice. Nah, they if they do that, then they have to trade Westbrook. But yeah, they're moving Westbrook if they do that. I just I just don't. I just feel like with like, Dinwiddie's twenty seven, right? Yeah. Kemba and Hayward are twenty nine, so it's not as if there's a huge difference here. No, and if you're talking about skill wise, the Celtics players are better. Are they though? Are they better? I think that's a <laughs> legitimate. <laughs> I'm serious. I think that's a legitimate question. That is a joke. It's really not. The, 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 you just think Kemba and Hayward is better than Dinwiddie and Lavert. Stop. No, Stop. It, I would argue it's not. Lavert has the most upside of anyone I'm, in I'm that not, deal. I'm not. I'm not playing this game with you. Yes, so he does or does not. Karis Kemba Levert. is the best player. In Who that, has the most upside? Who has the most upside in the deal? Kemba Walker is the best. Who has the most upside, though? Kemba, because here, here. Kemba is the Kemba's at his up. The only That's side the he's the only side he's so going I, to I is down. I don't think Lavert's. I don't think Lavert's side reaches where Kemba <laughs> is, so it doesn't matter. Yes, it, yes, it does. It definitely does, bro. Kyrie Lavert can be a all an, an all star. Or you take the Sixers package, which I heard. It doesn't include Simmons, but I heard it's Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson, uh, Furkan Korkmaz, and like four picks. If you're not giving me Ben Simmons, I'm not saying yes. Simple. Yeah, that's facts. Simple. If you're not giving me Ben Simmons, I'm saying no because you're stuck. Like you have nothing to. You, you have nowhere to I go. I think that's the worst deal of the three. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You, you have no. If you're the Sixers, you have nowhere to go. Like you're gonna run it back that's with the, the same, same team. They were saying if the Rockets do that without getting Jalen Brown or Tatum, then they then they messed up. I just want to go back to how the Bucks got fleeced because I don't think we spent enough time on that. They truly gave up. Three first round picks and two pick swaps. They might not. They they give up five picks. That is insane for a Drew Holiday. The Pelicans. Look, the Pelicans are you, insane. You know, you know the podcast that Matt Barnes has, all, Stephen A. Jackson. All the smoke. Yes, they ask every player. 
that goes on the pod who the most underrated player in the entire NBA is. And everybody says Drew Holiday. I don't care. Every one of them said Drew Holiday. I don't care if if the greatest, if Michael Jordan walked in there and said Drew Holiday is the greatest player ever, I'm not All giving right, well, up Michael five picks. Does not matter because he's a terrible owner. I'm not giving up uh, five but, picks. I'm not giving up five picks for anybody that's not a top five player. So, so, so what uh, happens Paul when? George? Answer me this. So they got fleeced. You're right. <laughs> they got fleeced. The Clippers definitely got fleeced. Yeah, the Clippers got fleeced. You know who didn't get fleeced? The Lakers, because we won the chip. But um, so what happens when Giannis leaves? Then what? He's not gonna leave if they did all of this. But and they what win. happens? What happens when he leaves? Then you gave up five picks, and your team's about to be trash. He's he's about to sign the extension now. You think they would have done all this if they didn't get verbal from him that he'd signed the Supermax? It's crazy because uh, verbal isn't a, a written agreement. So He can I, sign it right Hey, now. DeAndre Jordan gave verbal to the Mavs, and what happened to that? Locked that man in his own home. I can't believe that was a whole fiasco about DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> it made that man a prisoner in his own home. Like, like he was so good. I mean, he was good back then. The Clippers didn't do anything with it, but they really locked him in his crib and would not let him leave. The thing is, it's 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 which Eastern Conference contenders make the move to put themselves on top. Right now, the Nets and Bucks are pretty close to me at the current rosters they have. Very, very close. Because the Nets' third best player and the Bucks' third best player is in a whole different category. Well, what what were the Celtics going to give up for Drew Holiday? Hayward and three first-round picks, and which that's... is a much more realistic offer. I mean, reality. yeah, they David Griffin took advantage of the Bucks because he knew that they were going, they needed to go for it all or lose the best player they will ever have. So did I you mean, hear what Ain tried to do though? No, what did he try to do? He tried to throw Kemba at people to get first-round picks to get Drew Holiday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. So, essentially, he would have thrown Kemba, got picks, traded Gordon Hayward and six first-round picks, got Drew Holiday, and you just gave up Kemba and Hayward just for Drew Holiday. Yeah, and that would have been one of the dumbest moves. I, I don't – like, like he's good, but I really – I don't – I don't know. I don't – I don't really – he's the same age as both of them. Oh, but he's the most underrated player in the league, according to all of the... If you have all-star Hayward and all-star Kemba, why do you need to trade both of them for all-star Drew Holiday? If you have five first-round picks, why are you giving it up for Drew Holiday? If he even is an all-star, he's been a one-time all-star. You were just the man saying that all of the players come on all of the smoke. All the players come on all the smoke and say he is the most underrated player. Yes, yes, but all-star games are not an important indication of anything. Bradley Beal averaged over 30 and didn't make the game this year. I'll never respect it again. All I want to say is David Griffin and Sam Presti are the two best GMs in the league, and it's not close. I truly don't. They're pretty good, yeah. David Griffin for Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday got Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, seven first-round picks. 
one second round pick and four pick swaps for two players. That is insane. And then the Thunder just fleeced the Clippers. And he has Zion. Like, that's crazy. Which, which that was just, that was just blind luck. That, that's just, that's just pure luck. Yeah. There's, there's no the Pelicans way to weren't, predict that he they, gets the number one pick. They weren't even in the top luck. three of the lottery. They just got blessed. That's luck. They got absolutely blessed. And so, yeah, uh, I, I want to focus more in on like the Nets though. If, if they don't, it, it like, I, I think that according to all sources, they're going heavy for Ibaka. Do you think Ibaka could help their team? Yes, but I also do believe he has to be used correctly. And how? what is him being used correct, correctly? He's a center. So what do you do with DeAndre he Jordan? He's a center. Do what he did last year and he comes off the bench. And what do you do with Jared Allen? I, well, I'm anticipating Jared Allen not being there. But uh, <laughs> if if they don't make that move, then I don't think you should get Ibaka. So if they don't get Harden, I you think don't you think turn, they should get Ibaka. Look, if they don't get Harden, I think they should turn their focus to Danilo Gallinari. I think he's a he's either a Heat or a Laker. Hey, if the Nets throw it at him and he's going to start next to KD, I don't know how he denies it. Uh, well, he said that now in his career he wants rings more so than money. And I think... So, uh, if, if the lineup's going to be Kyrie, Lavert, KD, Gallinari, Jared Allen, then uh, I don't see why he'd turn it down. I mean, yes, you're right. I just don't know if, if he would... I think he would get more of a role on a team like the Heat or the Lakers and still have the opportunity to win a chip then go and be fourth fiddle on on the nets you know yeah so i i feel like he could take 15 shots a game on the lakers and the uh and the heat but he not taking 15 I mean, shots the, a game. the heat the heat yeah the lakers they just got shrewder you and right. they have kuzma like he'll probably still be the fourth or fifth option because True. Kuzma takes a whole lot of shots. True. So yeah, I, I think his best option would probably also, be go to the Heat. As a as a Laker fan, I want to ask you. Uh, I saw a lot of things today about Kings fans saying, "Remember when we turned down Kuzma for Bogdanovich? Like mm-hmm. now we just only got Divincenzo for him." Then there was a huge argument about who's a more valuable player, Divincenzo or Kuzma. Uh, I think anyone that says Dante DiVincenzo is an absolute idiot. You... Well, there's a lot of people who said DiVincenzo. And I think a lot of people are idiots because there's no... There's, like, when Kyle Kuzma was on a team by himself, which would which would be what he was, was on the Kings, he was dropping like 17, 19, 25. Like, he was good. He was only bad Ooh. this... Kyle Kuzma. Said on the Kings... I said back when he was alone on this team, which is what he would be on the Kings. Like, the Kings would be his team. Oh, oh. I thought you said that was when he was on the Kings. I was like, what? Him and De'Aaron Fox, because uh, they getting Buddy healed up out of there. So, him and De'Aaron Fox going to be the only play, And I guess Marvin Bagley, but 
he's never, I feel like he's never on the court, but cool. Kyle Kuzma's taking any shot that he wants on the Kings, regardless. Now, Dante DiVincenzo was good for stretches for periods of time. That's cool. But I think at the end of the day, Kyle Kuzma has more upside and is a better player right now than Dante DiVincenzo. The only reason people said that is because DiVincenzo's athleticism and uh, defensive versatility. But that whole conference is that whole division is going to be insane because it's Lakers, Clippers, Kings, Suns. The Kings are not good. Lakers, that's they have the worst team in there though. Lakers, Clippers, Kings, Suns, Warriors. Yeah, what? I mean divisions in basketball don't really mean much. No, not at all. Um, but, but I think four of them are in the playoffs. Which four? I think five of them are in the playoffs. The Kings are not sniffing the playoffs. Lakers, Clippers. Oh, Suns, Warriors. Yeah, you're Warriors. right. Yeah. The Kings are not sniffing the playoffs. Yeah, you're right. They're not. So, yeah, I think four of them are in the playoffs. Wait, we haven't talked about Chris Paul, though. What do you think about Chris Paul going to the to the Suns? Um, that's the team I wanted him on. Uh, Devin Booker finally has his point guard. He can prove to you as a narcissistic D'Angelo Russell fan that uh, Devin Booker is better. Uh, well, uh, D'Angelo Russell finally year. has Carl Anthony Towns in a capable center, so you know he's going to also Booker prove. Booker will prove this year that he will be an All Star and he will be the leading scorer. And D'Angelo best, Russell is also going to be an All Star, best offensive player on a team that is going to be led by veteran Chris Paul, and they're going to make the playoffs. You think that uh, Devin Booker is making the All-Star game in the West? You're absolutely insane. Yes. Not only will he make the All-Star game, he will, and D'Lo won't. So. He, I don't think either one of them will. And and mind you, mind you, I like D'Angelo Russell. It's just Najee has some fascination with believing that he is better than Devin Booker. And it's because just he true. is. He is better than Devin Booker. What does Devin Booker do better than him outside of score? D'Lo is a better rebounder. He's a better facilitator, a better passer. All Devin 22. Booker does better is I'll score. I'll round up for you, too. I'll round up for you, too. 22, 5, and 7. Or 27, 4, and 7. What do you want? I just want to say that Devin Booker was on a team that had absolutely nobody. D'Angelo Russell was actually sharing the ball with Malik Beasley. Who's better than any second player on the Suns? Malik Beasley saying he's better than DeAndre Ayton. That's a joke. He played better than DeAndre Ayton since D'Angelo Russell got there. (laughs) Malik Beasley. He was nice at the end of the year, bro. I'm telling you. (laughs) Uh, Oh, wow. That was was a good one. I think Chris Paul's going to be more so helpful to DeAndre Ayton's development than Devin Booker. The Suns have been looking for a point guard for a long time. Remember they had Tyler Ennis? Remember they had Tyler Johnson? Yes. They went with Ricky Rubio uh, for a you're while? Forgetting about, you're forgetting about Tyler Eulis. <laughs> exactly. Tyler Eulis, Tyler Ennis. They they were just... Uh, remember Mike James? Mike James, bit? Mike James, exactly. They, they've been looking for a point guard for a long time, and they now... Had, uh, a combination of Drogic, Bledsoe, Isaiah Thomas... Brandon and Knight. that worked out. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon Knight. Knight. 
You know, it's never really been one guy that was solid, and solid now, for a while. Now they have that. And DeAndre Ayton has never played with a point guard the caliber of Chris Paul that can help facilitate pick-and-roll opportunities for him, and I think he will feast. I think Devin Booker will have a hard time not dropping 50 a game. And I think Chris Paul will make it very well known that uh, while it might be Devin Booker's team, he is the, the veteran in the locker room, and he knows best. And I don't think Vic, uh, Devin's going to be very uh, receptive to that. I think he will. I think you're selling him short, personally. Um, but, hey, he'll prove you wrong as the Suns march to the playoffs and the Timberwolves sulk at the 13th seed. <laughs> uh, nah, the Timberwolves are going to make the playoffs this year. That's my that's my bold... <laughs> That's my bold take. That's that's definitely my bold take this year. And if you, along with me, would also like to make some bold takes, you can go on mybookie.com and use the promo code HOOPBALL, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. Uh, I've also been talking about their free blackjack tournaments, which are pretty fun. No cash required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in the daily ones and up to 1000 in the weekly tourneys. Who does not love a chance at free cash? So if you're like me and want to place a bet on, uh, I don't know, D'Angelo Russell leading the league in scoring, uh, go ahead and do that because I think you'll get your money's worth out of it. Uh, just make sure you go to mybookie.ag and use promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. And so, yes, the draft is upcoming, and uh, it's literally in a day from now. And it, by this time tomorrow, we'll know who the Nets uh, the Nets are have drafted. We'll know what pick LaMelo Ball went. Um, so me and Hunter have both picked out four play no, three players that regardless of the Nets picking at what, 19? Uh, we want them to have. At least, as long as at least one of them is taken, we'll be happy. For me, number one is Mr. Tyrell Terry. Now, he's gained a lot of traction over the past couple of weeks. He posted his workout videos, reported that the Lakers want him. Uh, he's definitely probably one of the best pure shooters in the draft. And I think that... uh. The Nets can definitely use one of those, especially if they don't. That might give them incentive to not re-sign Joe Harris and use that money elsewhere. You never know. But I just like Tyrell Terry as a prospect, and I think he could be good for the Nets. Um. So my number one, the person that I want them to have the most, is Tyrese Maxey. Now, I don't know if he'll fall all the way to 19 because He's highly coveted by teams like the Kings at 12. The Celtics have looked at him. And the Rockets are going to have 16. Uh, I mean, I I do think if he does fall, that it should be a no-brainer for the Nets to take Maxi, Because having him would give you the flexibility easy to pull the trigger on making that Harden move. Because Maxi's offensive potential is so high that he can be a burst off the bench that easily replaces what Lavert scoring was. Now, I'm not saying he's as good as Lavert, but I do believe he will operate a role similar to what they're going to expect from Lavert 
this upcoming season if they do get Harden and, and somehow keep him. Or Lover will be gone and Maxi will fill in that role. But Maxi definitely for me has a very, very high ceiling, but he also has a shot to be a bust if he doesn't develop a consistent three ball because he shot just 30% from there in college. But he uh, he is an explosive scorer and he is fairly efficient at 43% from the field. So if he can get a three ball to start dropping consistently, then he'll be a dangerous NBA player. Uh, I think that's the case with a lot of players in uh, in this this year's draft, especially even players at the top like Lamelo, Cole Anthony. Even though he's dropping, uh, James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards. I don't think there's any surefire stars like you know a Zion or like a Anthony Davis, a Kyrie, uh, even like a, a a Jason Tatum or a Ben Simmons. I don't think, or even a Brandon Ingram. All the the first three picks in that draft are all nice, but. I don't think I don't think there's one of those in, in this year's draft, but I do think uh, a lot of them have high upside, like you said. Uh, my second player would be one of those high upside guys, RJ Hampton. Uh, I think he could fill a role for the Nets, especially if they do trade Karras to get Harden. I think and Dinwiddie. I think he could come off the bench as a guard and not only facilitate, but be able to get his own shot and uh, get other players involved as well. I think. Uh, especially, especially, especially if they trade uh, Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert, RJ Hampton could be a big use to the uh, to the Nets. But he also might be gone, probably will be gone by the time uh, that they pick. But that's a, that, that's, that's a hope for me that he's not. Okay, so my second player is Isaiah Joe out of Arkansas. Similar to Tyrell Terry. He is a legit sharp shooter. Shot 34% from three his sophomore year and shot 41% from there his freshman year. So he had a slight regression, but I mean, that can all change as you see with players like Tyler Harrow, Devin Booker, Duncan Robinson, and players that, that alter their efficiency once they get to the league. Um, he averaged 17 points as a sharpshooter and he just turned 21. Uh, he's, he's only 170 pounds, so he's on the thinner side. He maybe needs to gain some weight before he, uh, becomes an, an offensive force overall. But I mean, if the Nets bring him in, he'll do exactly what Najee was saying Tyrell Terry would do. And the comp that that a lot of people have had for him is someone like uh, J.J. Redick and Marco Bellinelli, players like that. So I think Isaiah Joe would fit in nicely off the bench for the Nets. And lastly, a guy who holds a special place in my heart, Mr. Uh, Trey Jones. Uh, Yeah, from Duke, Tyus Jones' little brother. Uh, Tyus Jones was the first college basketball player that I fell in love with until his little brother is someone that I want to be on the Nets, not only because uh, of personal reasons, but like I said with RJ Hampton, I think uh, Trey Jones ran a decent offense at Duke and he could do the same off the bench for the Nets and really be a facilitator in the event that Den Witty and Castlever are traded. Even if they're not, though, uh, he'd be a good 
uh, he, he, he'd add good depth to their team and allow them to, you know, play around with some lineups that they might not have been able to had they not had him. Who was your third player? The third player. And this name has come up before. And Najee may remember. Jamias Ramsey. Uh, uh, didn't we draft him in the, the 2K draft? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he is. He is a pure shooter. 43% from three. 15 a game his freshman year. He's a very mature, tough player. He's an undersized two guard. But as a shooter, that's not really an issue. He he needs to tone down his turnovers a little bit, but that comes with experience. I do believe, even though he's undersized, that he can make a real scoring impact in the league and would like the Nets to take a shot on him. He might actually be my favorite one of the three. I just saw, like, a lot of stuff is happening uh, late, 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 late at night for uh, NBA uh, apparently, John Wall was recently surprised to hear that Wizards GM said the team is building around Bradley Beal. I don't know why you would be surprised about that, my boy. You haven't played in two years. <laughs> what is there? To yeah, be? I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking about. He's an afterthought now. But yeah, maybe there is. Maybe they will just flat out swap. Westbrook and, and Wall, or maybe they will trade Beal. Who knows? If they trade Beal, though, that's that's an L for them. I'm sorry. But, yeah, uh, with that, that's going to do it for this episode of the Hoopball Nets Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. This one was definitely all over the place, but we touched on basically every single thing that's happened in the NBA, so I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, shout out to Manscaped. Before we go, let me tell you about what uh, we're offering in our partnership with Manscaped. Uh, we actually have a new Manscaped product alert. They just released a weed whacker, nose and ear hair trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean-shaven pubes. Uh, I know for me, personally, um, nose hairs are not attractive, and so I got a, a nose hair trimmer from Best Buy, but I'm definitely going to cop the weed whacker just to... uh really secure that my nose hairs are looking good. Uh, Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor power 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Woo! Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it is waterproof, which makes for easy operating and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? That might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to, delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. 79% of partners polled admitted that long hair, long nose hair is a major turnoff, and it's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the weed whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping. Use code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and Use code HOOPBALL20. What are you waiting for? Go whack those weeds. And with that, that would do it for this episode of the Hoopball Nets Podcast. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at NajiAdams underscore. Please make sure to check out the Run It Up podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Make sure to follow this podcast and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, leave a five-star rating and review. All reviews are getting read on the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at HoopBallNets. Hunter is at Hunter underscore JKR on Twitter. And uh, with that, actually, no, I'm going to give you a letter, and you got to say the name of someone that is ga- going to be drafted tomorrow. Uh... D. Wow, Denny Avdija. Boom. And with that, we'll talk to you guys next week. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.